Welcome to the Automation Unplugged podcast, the podcast for technology professionals featuring leading industry personalities. I'm your host, Ron Callis. Today's show features Rohan Dunbar, owner of Atlanta-based Digital Lifestyle Solutions. Rohan got his start in the AV business in 2005, working with audio command systems out of New York and learned how to install smart systems in high-end homes. It wasn't until 2008 that he began working closely with Crestron control systems for both residential and commercial projects. In 2010, Rohan founded Digital Lifestyle Solutions with a focus on offering solutions as a CSP, a Crestron service provider, to integration firms throughout North America. In 2017, he made the transition to convert Digital Lifestyle Solutions into a full installation company serving both residential and commercial clients in the greater Atlanta market. We live streamed this interview on our One Firefly Facebook page on Wednesday, March 25th, 2020 at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In this conversation, we discussed Rohan's transition from Crestron service provider into a certified Crestron dealer, ways he is pivoting his focus to make up for project pauses caused by COVID-19, how his business is preparing for the possible boom of business on the other side of the COVID-19 pandemic, which Crestron technologies have him jazzed for 2020, and what he's doing to help other integrators grow and thrive. I really enjoyed this conversation with my friend Rohan, and I hope you do as well. Let's jump into my interview with Rohan Dunbar. Rohan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I am good. I, I know it's trying times and uh, you still agreed to come on. And uh, I just want to thank you for doing that. Thank you for having me. I I learned uh, just as we were prepping uh, to go live here that you actually had, uh, li you're a listener. So a listener or watcher, I don't know, what do you call it? A viewer of, yeah. <laughs> of, of some of the shows and that you had actually reached out to some of the guests in the past and, and carried on conversations from what you had learned or, or heard in the shows. Exactly. I'm always learning, always watching. So I talked to one of your guests, Ian, from Aspire, and he was a great guy to talk to, uh, teaching me some things. Like I said, I'm always learning. So we're going to continue our talks and do some business together. Oh, that's cool, man. I love to see when relationships like that uh, blossom. And you and I have known each other how long? At least 10 years. At least back, 10 years. Like when you first started Firefly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That would have been uh, around 07, 08 or so. And that's only a few years after you started your business, right? From the notes here, yeah. it says you started in, what was it? Oh, began working, is it 05? Well, five was when I got in, a, in, a, in the industry as a technician back in the day at Audio Command Systems. Okay. All right. Well, let's do that. Let's tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Let's talk about your background and uh, kind of how you got started. And then that leads up, of course, to where we are today. Right. So a lot of guests I've seen answer that question and say that they started off in car audio. I didn't get that start. I started off as a DJ, actually, you know, playing in clubs and messing with equipment and then took that to the house and then started playing with equipment just to get some stereo sound, learning how to hook up equipment, then learned about surround sound, 
learned about what automation was back in the day, and then just did my research on it, got a lot of industry magazines. And then Audio Command was a company that did all the high-end luxury homes that I wanted to get into and learn. So I went into that industry knowing nothing, pretty much, and uh, just learned from the ground up. Started off as a helper, just doing what I was told, pulling wire, just in the trenches until I got myself up to be a lead technician and just work my way from there. That's cool. And after you, uh, you worked your way up at AC and it's pretty cool is audio commands actually been a long time, really great customer of us here at one firefly. So it's, it's just funny how everything's so interconnected. Yeah. Um, funny. When you decided to leave Audio Command and start your own gig, when did you do that? Because it sounds like I got that date wrong. Is that the 2008 well, time frame? That's, that's 2008 when I came to uh, Atlanta. So pretty much I wanted to learn how to write programs. So I kind of started learning when I was at Audio Command. I used to watch a lot of the programmers come on site. So what I would do was finish my work real early. When they come on site with their laptops, I would just take notes and watch how they worked. Not just I was a student. And just worked my way up until I got an offer in Atlanta to be a junior programmer because the company saw what I did on my own so they could take me to the next level. So that's what made me jump. And then, then where'd you go from there? What'd you do? Uh, worked at a company called One Trust Control in Atlanta. Learned how to write code, but that was in 08. And, you know, that was the crisis back then with the housing market. That was the last crisis, but now we're, we're going to try to make that one look small with this yeah. one, you know, that's going to be yeah. peanuts. Yeah. I got through that crisis. <laughs> You'll get through, through this one too. Yeah, we'll definitely get through it. You know, we just got to do what we have to do and be responsible. That's all we have to do. That's right. That's right. So when did you transition to ultimately go out on your own? That was probably about 2010. Okay. That's when I, wanted to take a chance on myself. There were a lot of things going on. The economy was coming back at the time. A lot of new opportunities started coming up, coming up. And then I just took a shot at it. You know, a lot of people were asking me to do some code for them. So that's what made me start my CSP business. And CSP, there you go. So I was going to say CSP for those that are listening that don't know what a CSP is. What does that stand for? Crestron service provider. Okay. And what, what is that? So pretty much, I was behind the scenes for a lot of AV integrators writing the code for them, whether it be for commercial jobs or residential jobs. So they would all hire me from all walks of life. Could be here in Atlanta, could be Alabama, Tennessee, and I'll just write code for them. And that's all we were allowed to do at the time. Okay. Is that what you're still doing today or have you further transitioned? I further transitioned now because now I'm a full-blown AV installer. So now I'm Instead of a Crestron service provider, I'm a Crestron dealer. So now we, okay. we sell the products, we install it, and program it. Okay. What uh, uh, what what is a typical pro you know aside from the virus and the zombie apocalypse that's happening outside right now? Yeah. Uh, and if I were to ask you what a normal project or types of projects are, what would they what would they look like? What's a you know for your business? Digital yeah. lifestyle solutions, what's a typical project or customer? So a lot of our projects are pretty much on the high end side. So we take on large estate type pro programs. So we will do a home 
we don't just control your TVs and music. We also control your thermostats, your pools, your garage doors, or your gates. Integrate pretty much anything we can for the client. And because I'm a Crestron programmer, we do everything custom. But we try to still keep it easy for the client to use it. But typically, we do large things like that. It could be a yacht. We've worked on yachts before. Um, so typically, everything is pretty much on the high-end scale. But then we also got to the commercial side. So we're also doing conference rooms, things like that. And then at the same time, because I'm an old CSP, I still help other integrators out with their background code to help them. What percentage of your work, like say in the last 12 months, was you doing your own integration work? And I'll just speak top line revenue without you disclosing numbers. How much of that was your own projects versus say outsource work you do for programming for others? I would say about 20% of it was my own stuff. Okay. And then the other percentage comes from the other dealers that need help. Okay. So obviously the elephant in the room is COVID-19. What, right. what, what, what has been the impact to you? How have you felt it since, uh, you know, the hammer started coming down on all of us in America, right. all of us so, around the world, for sure. I have, you know, global listeners, so everyone's affected. Yeah. So currently we have some projects on pause. So I was already in the middle of an install, almost done with it, but then that is paused. We were doing a commercial building, working up the new design for it, but then that building got put on pause. So we already did have to work there. We were working on a phase two for a commercial building, and uh, right now there's no one in the building. It's when did this happen? And you're in Atlanta for all those right. that are listening. So when did you get this word that you can't go to the job site? Uh, last week. Or a week and a half ago, yeah. So we were on our commercial, our residential site last week for the last time until that got put on pause and then the commercial site closed down like a week earlier. Okay. So how, how do you, I mean, how, how are you coping with this? How do you, how do you feel? I mean, I'm doing all right because I have projects in the pipe that I'm designing right now. Like I'm designing some stuff for two homes right now. So we're working on that. I have a, again, another integrator that came to me that I work with on a regular basis. We're working on like maybe like five, six conference rooms right now. So there's still that stuff coming in. So we're doing okay. So besides the things on pause, I still have work to do. Yeah. So we're blessed. That's good. Find the silver linings. I, that's, yeah. I, I, I do often. You have to, everyone is having a hard time. There's no, there's no one that's being spared here. And no. so it's just a matter of doing the best you can with what you have. Exactly. That's that is uh, that is the thought. What? How long do you think this is going to last? How long do you think it's going to be bad? Like, if you were looking into your tea leaves, into your crystal ball, how do you see this affecting the balance of your your year? Well, I would say this is probably going to last honestly like another month or two before we really get a serious control on it. But I think mm -hmm. what's going to happen is that. Once we're past this, business is going to explode because there's going to be a lot of people out there that put things on pause that want to get back to business as usual. So things are going to ramp up, I think, pretty quickly. So the good thing to do right now is just be prepared. And how, how do you, how are you thinking about being prepared or preparing for that 
a potential pop on the other side of this. In the meantime, I'm just going to be learning, doing my own webinars and learning about different products out there. And like I said, I have projects that I'm designing right now. So we're going to get a strong hold on those projects, get a lot of things that we probably couldn't get done if it were normal. We're just going to just ramp up, get things done quicker. Just with the time I have here, I'm just going to be in the office, just cranking out the design, cranking out programs, things that we can just get done quickly. So when the time does come, we're pretty much ready to go. That's good. I, I love it. If you're out there uh, watching, uh, whether you're watching or listening live or the, you're, you're uh, watching uh, after the fact, uh, drop into the comments. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting and helpful for all of us. Uh, you know, what, what is this? What, what is your experience? How, ha- how has the COVID-19 response affected you so far? What are you yeah. seeing? And uh, uh, if I get any questions, by the way, as we roll here uh, for Rohan, I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, put those up on the screen right away. Uh, I do have a couple of comments. Um, I'm going to say uh, Sarah uh, Drescher. Hey, Sarah. Uh, she says, hey, Ron, working from home here in New Jersey. Good to see you. Uh, likewise, Sarah, it is good to see you. And uh, we have Allison Rosa. She says, welcome to the show, Rohan. Excited to hear from you. Thank you. And uh, and then we have Angel. He says, welcome, Rohan. So Thank you. Thank you if you're out there watching and uh, listening for commenting. And again, don't forget to pose your questions for Rohan. So uh, as we as we move forward, you know, your business is unique, Rohan, in that you're diversified. You program yeah. for integrators around the country. So you're right. a restaurant. You're, you're not certified as an official CSP. You were. I was. Because when you gained your dealer status, you can't be both. No, you can't. And it's obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously. In your case, it's more lucrative to be an integrator. Uh, than purely a programmer, but you still you're allowed. It's a free market to sell programming services to other right. companies. Yeah, and I just help people out that need my assistance that they don't have a programmer on staff or they just want to learn. Sometimes I've helped other people that want to code. I teach them how to code. So, so I, I'm teaching people. I have people on site. I teach them the equipment so they know how to get out there and do the install. So I'm also a teacher slash helper. <laughs> All right, we got to help each other, and that sounds like you're you're taking people under your wing and giving them advice and direction, which is is yeah. pretty cool. I I think that certainly seems uh, I don't want to say convenient because it was by design. That's certainly a positive aspect of your business model in that you're able to serve integrators around the country. Uh, so even if your local market is locked down, you're still able to keep some revenue and flow happening from other markets that are open. Exactly, that's what helps out. Because like I said, here, um, we're on lockdown here. But It seems rather genius, actually. My other people are going, hmm, that's a really good idea. I think I want to I think I want to do that. Yes, I'm glad I learned how to code. <laughs> I, a, amen to that. Um, now, you were you were supposed to be in Miami right now. Well, yeah, next week was supposed to be a question on Masters event, which that got shut down. So I was, I was looking forward to that because there were a lot of new classes that they were making available. But due to the coronavirus, that whole thing has been shut down. 
So what is cool. Crestron Masters for the uninitiated? What What is the class that is now no longer? Crestron Masters is an event that you get invited to once you become a Crestron certified programmer. So what they do, they send you out, they invite you to come out, and they teach you all the new things before the technology comes available for the next quarter or the next year. You know, they teach you all these new things. Like, for example, I was looking forward to doing the HTML5 class because there's a lot of new things we're going to be doing with the Crestron UI that we could do for our clients that makes it more advanced and easier for, for them to use, easier for us to program. And then there's new things that Crestron's making available, like Crestron Home, that, that's out now, but they're going to still teach you more about that and how to make it easier for your clients and for your job to go through a lot smoother. I, I want to do a deep dive into some of the aspects of Crestron that have you excited and jazzed. Um, and so I, I guess there's there, there's no better time than the present. So let's right. I, uh, let's break let's break that down. So in in Crestron land, mm-hmm. uh, are you a resi guy, a commercial guy, or are you both? You'll do resi commercial education wherever you're needed. Or do you focus in one type of project or the other, or are you? I'm always pulled in 50, 50. I'm always doing both. So I'm always learning both. So residential is how I got in, but the commercial is what end up becoming a part of my company. So what in the Crestron system? I mean, I, as you, at public knowledge, I, I used to work for Crestron uh, for a brief stint back in, uh, what, 2003 to 2007. And, uh, but that said, I mean, Crestron was a, a much, much smaller company with, you know, still, if I think of the company at that time, I thought of them as huge, but they're much huger uh, yeah. now than they were way back when. So of the thousands of products and the, the dozens of verticals and industries they serve, what are some of the technologies that have you excited? And I know you mentioned Crestron Home. So what, what, what is that and why are you excited about it? Well, Crestron Home takes the complications out of putting in a Crestron system. A lot of people are afraid of Crestron because the programming just put everybody at the hands up, I didn't know. I don't know how to do this. It's going to cost me a lot of money. It's going to cost the client a lot of money to program. So with Crestron Home is it takes all of that complications out of it. You could pretty much just have an installer set up the equipment. Your installer could pretty much program the system because there's really no programming. It's just a setup. You mm-hmm. tell it. You pretty much tell the app what's in the system, and it builds it everything for you. It builds the UI for you. So your time on site has cut down significantly. So let me just, I'm, I'm going to peel the layers back on that. Cause that sounds, uh, it sounds good, but I'm going to maybe give a, a reason that maybe that's bad, but maybe it's not. Okay. So if, if you were able to previously, and I'm, I'm making a number up previously charge, uh, for, you know, 50 hours of programming because maybe legitimately that's what it took. Right. Uh, and maybe now it only takes five hours of programming. Do you, uh, do you now only charge for pri- five hours of programming? And so the net revenue to you as a business is less. And, and I'm, I'm mindful that this might be a touchy subject, uh, you know, in terms of the consumers or peoples that may, may actually watch this. It's unlikely, but I guess it's possible they could watch this, but just from right. the business standpoint, um, 
and, and I'm not picking on Crestron here because this is universal to Savant yeah. and Control Four and exactly. Lon and all of the the movement from you know deep programming into more configuration. Right. It, it's I get that it takes less time and it's easier to scale your personnel to do that because they don't have to be masters to be right. able to configure or program a system. But is there is there a negative to that in that there's now less money to make on that labor piece or is it okay? If there is some negative on a business standpoint when you look at it as, okay, I can't charge what I used to charge for programming anymore. So that is a negative. It's a positive for the client because you're in and out of their home. They don't want you sitting there for hours writing code. And depending on the skill level of your programmer, that could take forever or it could be quick. So. Right. So if they hired the you, it would be quick. It'd be quick. Obviously. It's done with me because <laughs> I've done it for years, so it's not hard for me. But for a new guy coming in that wants to right. learn Crestron, they could just pretty much pick it up and go and run with it. So the the other negative to that is there's still custom out there. The custom out there is for the client that's at a certain level that they want to do a mansion of Lord knows what, but. Crush on home, you have a sandbox that you're in, and once you stay in that, you're okay. And it's good because a lot of clients don't want all these complicated things going on in their home. They just want some things to work, lights, TVs. The customer, the consumers are generally fine operating in that sandbox. Right. right. So if you're in that sandbox, you're fine. And there's a lot of clients in that sandbox, which is perfectly fine. But then you have those other clients out there that they want everything under the sun. Yeah. And you can still go custom, right? So could, that's what I'm saying. You can still go custom. We still have that going on. So like my jobs are all custom, but even though it's, it's all custom, I keep it at a certain template and I'm able to grow and expand it on it. Whereas right. with Crush on Home, you know, you have to stay in your sandbox. But the good thing about Crush on again is that you can still step out of that sandbox and then grow your system. Got it. So Crestron Home, you're pumped about. You're digging it. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It, it works. It's, you're happy. If the clients are happy, then we're all happy. What else at Crestron? What What other? Uh, give me a couple of more of just cool things that have you jazzed. Uh, Crestron has gone to AV over IP, so they have the NVX product line. And that's that, different than digital media. That you know, I, I I remember when I left Crestron in like 07 or 08 or 09, they launched the DM product line. Yeah, so NVX is digital media on steroids. So pretty much you have endless endpoints. Endless endpoints. Endless endpoints. You gotta have as many displays throughout the whole entire building, across the building as you want it to be. You're not locked into a chassis. No, all you all use your need a network switch, pretty much. Everything's over IP. So you can scale this a job easily without being limited to your chassis. Like we have the eight by eight, the 16 by 16, 32 by 32, 64 by 64. But now you go beyond that, way beyond that. What's an application where you do that? Like I'm thinking houses, maybe that isn't, you, maybe you're not pressed in a house. I know some of you are going to chat and go, but my houses are really big. Okay. I know there's the oddball, super ginormous house. Yeah. Is it really a commercial application primarily? I look at it as a commercial application because I've done houses with 28, 30 TVs in a house, you know, so I could put that in a chassis and be good. 
But for the NVX, I could see that more in a commercial space because you know you have digital signage, you have all these displays all over our building. You could put all of that on NVX. Okay. And client may want to add another floor to the building and add another 10 displays. You don't have to go out and get a whole new system. You just add on to what you already have and expand on it. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Give me one more. What's, what's one other, I know there probably could be many and maybe dozens, but what, what's one more type of tech from Crestron that has you excited right now? The thing that has me excited as a custom programmer is the HTML5. So okay. HTML5 is allowing us to do more with our UI because we were, we still are using a software that Crestron provides to do our UI. But now the HTML5, it's more like web-based and you could be as creative as you want to be. And it actually simplifies programming in a way. It takes away a lot of the detail and programming that we were used to and allows us to, again, scale our projects even faster and get it done a lot faster. And then, for example, one UI creation could load to all your touch screens, no matter the size, because it automatically scales. Oh, so, wow. So yeah, in the world of, of website design, you know, you have, it's called mobile responsive. Yeah. Design and that that I, I want to say that core is HTML5. Uh, if anyone on my team is watching, drop into the comments, confirm or deny that. But I I, I know I I believe that the base of most mobile responsive websites is HTML5. So it sounds like that's now transitioned or been adopted by Crestron for touch panel programming. Right. So imagine now we just create one UI and we could just send it to every touchscreen in the home or remote. Because like now, we have to design, if it's a 10-inch, we have to design for the 10-inch. We have to design for the 7-inch. You have to design for the 5-inch. So now, with HTML5, that goes away. Wow. So again, the, the homeowner wins because yeah. now programming budget should drop. Right. And that's because fine. That's fine. It seems like the, the homeowner would be happy. And if, if they're happy, then, then ultimately and hopefully and that should mean more projects for you. Yeah, I'm happy to get out quick. <laughs> Yeah, get on to the next job. Exactly. So I don't have an issue with that. I'm looking forward to it. So curious, do you think the Crestron uh, Masters is going to be rescheduled? They say it is. They say they're going to reschedule fall. In the fall? Okay. Yeah. I, you'll have to stay tuned, Rohan. I've got uh, John Clancy coming on the show soon. Uh, I did have him scheduled. Uh, I, I want to say, but w before we realized it was a scheduling error, I had him scheduled on April 1st. Mm. And then I was like, John, do you really want to be on April Fool's Day? He's like, really? <laughs> I don't want to be on April Fool's Day. I was like, yeah, let's move you. Let's move you to a different date. Uh, so John's I, my guy. We keep in touch. Yeah, John's a great, great leader over there of the residential business for sure. So Yeah, watching him at Audio Command is the, what got me to want to learn how to code because I used to watch him. He came in Audio Command as a technician. Yeah. And learned how to code while there, became vice president, and now he's with Crestron. So his story just G running the global me. residential business. Yeah. So his story motivated me. So he was to let me uh, play with things to learn when I was there. So he was great. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I'll, I'll make sure I, I bring this interview up with him when I, I get to interview him in a couple of weeks. Right. Uh, but yeah, he, his story is an inspiring success story for sure. Yeah. 
definitely. All right. So what beyond, uh, beyond Crestron, uh, sounds like they're going to reschedule that master's event in the fall. And, right. uh, you're, you, you, when I met you, you were the, the Crestron ninja and it sounds like you've done nothing but add, add to your, your Crestron black belt. Um, right. but what other technologies have you interested and or excited out there? I'm excited about learning about energy automation. That's energy auto and you see you have uh, Sarah Drescher. She's with she's with Sonin, so I'm assuming energy automation you're referring to battery storage in the home? Yes, that's exactly what I'm referring to. So tell me, what what do you what do you educate our audience? What what is energy automation or or why would one put a battery in their home? Because solar is like the first step. So you know, when the sun goes down, you not that energy goes nowhere. You take that energy from the solar panel. Now you take that to your battery. And then now you have another, you're not wasting energy anymore. So now the energy is being backed up in case of any kind of an emergency. So the grid goes down day or night, you have that backup. But with any energy automation, it's not just giving you power, it's giving you more control. Because like with Stonin, they integrate that with the Crestron or Control 4, right? Mm-hmm. So now you could take that and make things happen in the home based on what, if, if you're home and you want to watch TV and there's nothing, there's no power in the grid, you could tell the system, hey, I still want to watch TV, but turn on, keep my fridge on, but shut everything else down to preserve that battery to last as long as I need it. And it does these things automatically. Have you started? You're excited about it. Where is it at right now in your business on ramp? Are you starting to talk about it publicly? Are you starting to talk to the design community? Are you talking to homeowners? And and if so, what are their responses? All of the above. I'm talking to homeowners. I'm talking to builders about it. It's new to them, so they're not sure about it. Mm -hmm. So it's my job to just kind of educate them on what it is and what it does for them going forward in the future, and then I invite them all. There's a plant here in Tucker, Georgia, that if they want to see this thing in action, they could come by and take a look at it. Have you taken anyone over there for any tours yet? Not yet, but I've invited some people that I'm waiting for that to to happen. Waiting for the social distancing rules to relax? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sarah uh, posted a comment. Uh, She says, uh, let me, let me read it. It looks like my software here is cutting some of that off. She says, uh, glad to see you're safe and healthy, Rohan. As a manufacturer, we're seeing pauses in projects across the board. And it looks like permitting is one of the biggest challenges. So even yeah. if the homeowner, uh, for example, wants the tech, even if they agree to buy it, it sounds like you still got to get things passed through local, um, local city offices and uh if they're shut down how do you get a permit yeah exactly so we're all in towns and towns right now yeah it's it is it is interesting have you managed to get one installed yet or are you still on your on-ramp still on my on-ramp i think it's going to take some time like i said people are just learning about this technology and it's something that's a high-end product not cheap but it's mm-hmm. very beneficial. So I see it once people really start to learn about it. I see that becoming very popular. I know that uh, in particular with Sonin, they're working with uh, Troy Morgan and his team out of Texas 
uh, with the Adapt Energy product. Uh, really cool stuff he's doing. Are you are you working with him as well and and his team? Yeah, I, I talked to Troy in the beginning of this. He's the one that told me about it, and then Troy, before he started doing these demos on Facebook, he actually showed me his home and how it works. So you're saying so, you saw it before the rest of the world? Yeah, <laughs> Troy <laughs> gave me an inside peek on it, and that's when I was hooked. I was like, yeah, I could see this becoming big in the future. So he's doing some cool things out there with Sony and energy period. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Troy's, uh, Troy's on the front edge of this, this topic for sure. And right. it's cool. You're, you know, I'm hearing more and more, uh, integrators, um, talk about designing energy and energy solutions, uh, which I think the, the, the customers benefit and our planet benefits. There's just, there's just wind Clean energy. To- clean energy is wins to go all the way around. So I think right. everybody wins when this technology is adopted. So just going to require people learning and getting educated about it and, and learning and designing ways to implement that into their business model. Yeah. So it, it's, I, I, it'll take off. It, it'll take off. No, I, I agree. All right. So g- give me, give me one more. What's uh, or actually give me two more, three more. G- give me something else that you're, you're jazzed about out there. We all could use good news. We're all like watching the news and hearing doom and gloom. So tell us some other tech that has you excited. Uh, there's so much things going on. It's uh, interestingly, it got into the landscape lighting thing. Landscape lighting. Okay. Uh, so I, Tell me what 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 manufacturer or manufacturers are you kind of getting excited about? I like the home technology. Home is a, a product that's RGBW, so it has like thirty thousand thirty thousand colors built into the unit. So you could okay. get it standard, or you could get it with a color changing technology. So you can actually have clients create things for like Christmas holidays scene through with their landscape lights or uh, business colors. And the cool thing about it is that it automates without control systems. So again, with the Crest Strong Control 4 Savant, you can integrate this into your system and then control it from your Crest Strong screen and it creates schedules. It's not like your landscape lights from back in the day where you just turn on some lights. And that's turn it. them on and off and that was it. That's it. So now you get to play around with some colors and then high-end products and it looks pretty good. And what was um, that brand again? Just what was the spelling? Home, H-O-L-M. H-O-L-M. Okay. Yeah. So I'm actually designing one right now for a client. H-O-L-M. I'm going to see if I can pull up that website. Uh, there we go. I think I found it. Tell me. I'm going to share it. Tell me if I got it right. Okay. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Awesome. So you're you're now uh, an authorized reseller for this brand, right? Okay. It's got a lot of cool fixtures, different styles, different colors that the clients can choose from. Okay. Cool. All right, guys. If you're out there, you heard it here first. And uh, what what is something else? I'll, I'll go over to our friendly Google, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can. Show our audience something else new. What's another brand that has you jazzed or technology? I like 2N, and I use it for two reasons. 2N. Yeah, 2NUSA.com, I believe it is. IP intercoms. Yeah. There we go. 
What are you What are you doing here with this company? So, for residential, we use it like you would use a ring. So it integrates flawlessly with Crestron. So for your front door, you get the doorbell, you get the intercom, it'll call your touchscreen, you get to see who's there. Even if you're not at home, it'll call you. There's an app for it, separate on its own. So if you're in Japan or wherever, you will get that call just like you would with a ring. It's just a more high-end product that's integration friendly. Ah, it's, it's attractive. It's good looking gear. Yeah, so it's you got a recessed version or a flush mount. You got the black and the chrome. And they also make access control products. And what I like about it is it's open API. So I could talk to it with the Crestron system and do different things, notifications, which come in handy. Got it. That's that's very cool. All right, well, Rohan, believe it or not, we've been going for almost 40, 45 minutes here. Can you Already. believe that? <laughs> hey, where did the time go? I thought we just started. <laughs> yeah, we just started two minutes ago. Yeah. I, I warned you when you go live, all of a sudden you'll blink and you'll go on a time machine. And exactly. uh, uh, time, time will pass quickly here. Uh, I'm going to put up on the screen your website for everyone and and you do provide services to integrators so uh what what is the best way for people to get in touch is it to go to your your website dlsav.net or yeah, should they email you they can email me rohan at dlsav.net or if you go to my website and go to the contact us form so it's uh homeowners builders if you are integrator that need some help, just reach out. I'm always helping other people out there that need help. So I'm here. Awesome. Rohan, it's, it's been a pleasure to reconnect, uh, my friend and to, to have you on the show. And I appreciate your sharing, sharing, and you get the, um, fortunate or unfortunate, uh, opportunity to be my, uh, first coronavirus guest. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, post apocalypse, uh, post zombie apocalypse. So, I uh, thank you for being a good sport and coming on. Uh, no problem. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Automation Unplugged. For a full transcript of this show and all previous shows, head over to our website at onefirefly.com forward slash AU. There you'll find links to all transcripts, show notes, Facebook Live recordings, and resources mentioned during the show. If you enjoyed this episode and like to hear more, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please follow us on social media. We are at One Firefly LLC on all platforms. Don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Automation Unplugged as we dive deeper into technology trends and the fascinating people that make up the custom integration industry. Bye for now.